Hi friends, so today I'm going to read the second chapter of the book Dare to Win. The chapter is titled Expand Your Imagination About What's Possible. Quote, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Unquote. Mark chapter 11 verse 24. We are all born rich. We are rich because we are born with incredible minds. We each have as standard operating equipment 18 billion brain cells. They ask only for direction. To use our minds, we only have to tell them where we want to go, what we want to achieve. If we really know what we want, our minds can take us from where we are to where we want to be. To see the mind's power in practice, ask yourself this question. What did I really want five years ago? If you were crystal clear about what you wanted five years ago, then chances are you have it right now. How did you get it? Your mind brought you to it. If you know exactly what you want, you can have it. So ask yourself, what do I really want? Do you know, if you're not crystal clear about the answer, how can you get it? The trouble is that most of us just aren't very clear about our desires. One of our favorite comic characters is Mads Alfred E. Newman, who says, most people don't know what they want, but they're pretty sure they haven't got it. This reminds us of the story of the farmer and the pilot. It was in the early 1920s when barnstorming was the rage. They were having a fair in the Midwest and this pilot flew his biplane in. He had learned to fly in the Great War and was now scraping together a living by selling rides. His standing offer was $1 per ride. A farmer came up to him and said, I want a ride, but I don't want to pay a dollar. Can we do business? The pilot thought a minute and offered this proposal. I'll give you a free ride if you don't say anything. If you don't scream or say one word or let out a peep, the ride's free. But if you make one sound, it's $10. How's that? The farmer thought about it for a minute and said, All right, I've got zipper lips, but my wife wants to go too. Can she get the same deal? Sure, said the pilot. But if she says even one word, it's $10 for her too. The farmer said, we've both got zipper lips. So they took off. At 25 feet off the ground, the pilot turned the plane upside down and increased the speed. Then he went into a right-handed barrel roll, straightened and then a left-handed one. Then double eights in the sky. By this time, the plane was going at top speed. He pointed the nose up and they climbed, climbed, climbed to several thousand feet. Whereupon the plane stalled. It plummeted downward out of control until it was about 25 feet off the ground when the pilot caught it and made a perfect three-point landing. The pilot turned to the farmer and said, That was amazing. You never made a sound. I can't get it. Wasn't there even one time when you wanted to say something? The farmer thought, then nodded his head. Yep, he said, when my wife fell out. Now there was a man who knew what he wanted. He was crystal clear about it. Of course, we are not saying that we all should clam up in an emergency. We are only pointing out in a humorous way that what the mind wants, the mind gets. How to harness your mind's power? We know that the human mind has two basic parts, the conscious and the subconscious. What we often fail to realize is that while the conscious makes all the decisions, the subconscious makes all the provisions. The conscious determines what and the subconscious figures out how. To put it another way, we all get out of life what we expect to get. If we expect a lot, we get a lot. If we don't, 
put any what into our consciousness, the subconscious has a free right and never has to worry about figuring out how. Great thinking attracts great results. Mediocre thinking attracts mediocre results. Each and every one of us has incredible resources of the mind. The school system teaches us how to use the brain. That is, it teaches us how to inventory and compute. But it barely touches the mind. The mind can think and go anywhere it wants to go. The mind can figure out where you are and take you where you want to be. We decided that sooner or later, we wanted to be able to speak to great audiences and to write best-selling books for people like you who care about the ideas we've got to share. We committed ourselves to this goal in our conscious minds and our subconscious took care of the rest. You are reading one of the results. As we said, you get whatever you expect to get. The only questions are what do you want and what do you expect from yourself? Actively deciding. The exciting thing about using the mind is that we can short circuit all the excuses thrown up by our fears. When we use our minds, Creatively and constructively, it doesn't matter what we haven't done, what we haven't said, where we haven't been. The only thing that matters is how we engage the mind by telling the conscious what we want to do. How high would you like to go? Where would you like to be? What would you like to have? Whom would you like to meet? We were afraid of the Russian space effort after they launched Sputnik. But John F. Kennedy made a conscious decision. He said that, Within 10 years, we would land a man on the moon. We did it in 8 years and 2 months. The reason is, as Alfred Lord Whitehead said, Great dreamers' dreams are never fulfilled. They are always transcended. Everyone thought that Chrysler was going to go bankrupt. But Lee Iacocca said, Chrysler will be the biggest and the best. Now he's America's best hero. At Chrysler, he created vans that now account for 7% of all American auto sales. Iacocca dreams big and inspires his dreams into realization. We can have anything we want if only we dare direct our conscious mind to reach for it. The subconscious will figure out how to get there. Crystallizing your goals. All you have to do is ask yourself, what do I really want? Sometimes it helps to say it out loud. Pretty soon, you'll hear yourself replying, I want this. As soon as you say that, you will have engaged the conscious mind. You will have started the ball rolling on the way to your desired result. You'll have set a goal. Number one, what do I want? Number two, what do I really believe I have to do to get what I want? Number three, when I do number two, I'll have number one. Write it down. Goals are like magnets. They pull us toward them. They're a commitment to do. They set the subconscious mind to work. The subconscious can be devious. If we still harbor hidden fears and the subconscious realizes that its excuses aren't working anymore, it has another trick it can use. It can make us forget our goals. Today we decide that we are going to be a corporate president. But tomorrow, in the day-to-day -day rush of our lives, the goal seems to fade from our consciousness and the subconscious has a free ride again. Therefore, as soon as we set a goal, we need to write it down. Writing down a goal is a second act. It affirms that we have taken action and makes that action permanent. It is a concrete step. It makes it perfectly clear to the subconscious that we are not fooling around, that we really intend to accomplish our goals. It's important to note that we are only really thinking when we are writing or computing our thoughts and distilling them on paper. When we write a goal down, we commit our whole mind to following through. 
it's easy enough to overlook, pass by, or omit a goal that we once thought about, maybe whispered aloud and then quickly forgot. But it's a great deal harder when the goal is in black and white. Write too many goals. Many people will tell you to write down your goals, but we are different in that we tell you to write down too many goals. Don't just write down one or two goals. Write down dozens, at least 101 goals. We each keep a future diary in which we now have hundreds of pages of goals. There are three good reasons to write down too many goals. One, the first is that different goals have different gestation periods. A chicken egg takes 21 days to break into life. A human embryo takes nine months and an elephant takes two years. Goals are like that. Some are accomplished quickly. Some take many years. Back in 1974, when Mark started writing down his goals, he wrote that he wanted to have his own TV show. Now, that might have been considered an act of irrationality for a fellow who had just gone bankrupt. It takes at least $10,000 to produce a half an hour show, let alone get it on the air. But the nice thing about writing down goals is that we can write down anything we want. Well, it wasn't until a good nine years later that Mark got a call from HBO for what turned out to be his first TV show. When the executive called to ask him, Mark said, I've been expecting your call. The executive laughed and said, how could you know I was going to call? Mark replied, because I wrote it down nine years ago. That goal took a long time to hatch. Others take only a few days. We need a lot of goals so that some are always coming to fruition. Another way of expressing this is to think of universe as having its own perspective. What the universe sees, the universe eventually gets. Richard Attenborough conceived and wrote down the idea for the movie Gandhi fully 20 years before it was actually produced. He had set his goal and was ready for it immediately, but the universe wasn't. It took 20 years before people were ready to accept a movie about the great Indian leader. When the universe was finally ready, everything fell into place. Ben Kingsley was ready to act the role. He was only a youngster when Attenborough conceived the movie. Financing, marketing, distribution were abundantly ready. And so it happened. Having many goals allows us time for the universe to catch up with our perspective. 2. The second reason to write down lots of goals is that when we reach a goal, it loses its power and importance for us. You enter mild to severe depression once you achieve a goal, unless you've got another goal to go and get. If you wrote down that you wanted a new job and then you got one, the goal would become meaningless. It would be like a charm that had cast its spell and was worn out. So when we write down lots of goals, even though we accomplish some, there will be plenty more to keep our subconscious mind at work. Three. Another reason for not limiting ourselves to just a few goals is that the rule of the universe is abundance. Since you can have everything that you really want and are willing to work for, why settle for less? Mae West said it best when she said, too much of a good thing is wonderful. It's not that people want too much, it's that they want too little. Don't compromise when you write your goals. A lady Mark met in Seattle told him, what goal setting had done for her. She'd just gone through a tragic divorce. She said she had heard Mark say that everyone should write down what they wanted and not compromise about it. After the divorce was final, she and two other ladies went to a cabin in the hills and spent the entire weekend writing down the qualities they wanted in an ideal man. 
she says she wrote out five pages more than the other women combined so they copied hers she said that in addition to everything else she wrote down and i want that man to have a lear jet the next day she went to a business meeting and there he was she said it was just as though they had laser beamed each other across the room within days they decided to get married and the night before the marriage was to take place her fiance said honey there's something i haven't told you she looked surprised and asked what it was he said my daddy owns a bank and he's giving us the learjet to fly down to palm springs for the wedding emerson said to be careful what we dream about because we're going to get it our mind moves forward once it has something to aim at but it doesn't cost any more to set lofty even inspiring goals if you have incredible goals you'll get incredible results if you have no goals your first goal is to set goals write outstanding goals and you'll build outstanding relationships and create outstanding results here's a list of possible goals for someone who's just starting it will give you an idea of what we are talking about save a life find a cure for cancer win an olympic gold medal spend quality time with your friends and family watch enriching tv programs take vacations statue of liberty yellowstone park on a dog sled horseback riding in utah white water rafting in colorado tour all seven continents monte carlo safari learn spanish a computer language and chinese go hot air ballooning and fly a blimp make yourself more attractive develop a better sense of humor develop a stronger memory learn how to speed read 3000 words per minute attain and maintain your ideal body weight pay off all your bills and become debt free save $25000 become financially free and independent find your ideal spouse have two children don't blab your goals when you're a neophyte goal setter it's best not to tell the world your goals if you do others will shoot holes in them in the beginning it's preferable to share your dreams only with one or two others as we said who are like minded and who will totally and unconditionally support you as you achieve more and more of your goals and begin to build up a track record of success and accomplishment then you can tell the world about them and others will emerge who can help you to realize your dreams Peter Ruberot's stated goal of making the 1984 Olympics profitable through free enterprise attracted some to him but produced a great deal of derision from many who poo-pooed the idea but when he was 150 million dollars successful he suddenly had credibility thus when he became the baseball commissioner everyone believed he could and would accomplish whatever goals he set for himself in that job when he stated publicly his goal of ending drugs in baseball there were no disbelievers ubrod says that authority is 20% given and 80% taken once you start achieving your goals and people see what you're doing then they'll start calling you outstanding extraordinary unusual and different the point is not to invite discouragement early on by blabbing what you've set out to do do it and let your results shout out for you when you achieve your goals when you achieve your goals don't just cross them off when we achieve our goals we write victory crossing off signifies that it's just a shopping list that's been easily handled writing victory signals the subconscious that it's a true achievement additionally our enthusiasm levels 
have peaks and valleys. When you hit a valley, you can look back over your peak experiences. You can look back at your victories as reinforcement toward new, greater and even more exciting peak experiences. Goals are for a lifetime. They are our voluntary yet mandatory assignment. Walt Disney had 50 year goals. He died in 1966. After he died, Michael Eisner took over Disney and opened theme parks in Florida, Japan and France. Eisner expanded every part of Disney. Disney visualized it and Eisner has made it real as of this writing. Have a purpose. Goals are great, but by themselves, they can be indiscriminate and undirected. Leaves fallen from a tree lie in a scattered heap on the ground. But leaves attached to a growing tree have the purpose of keeping the tree alive and healthy. It's having an overriding purpose that makes the difference. A purpose is the underlying direction that gives meaning to our goals. We may have hundreds of goals, some of which we are continually achieving. But we may have only a single purpose that we spend our life working for. Life is not the sum of what we have been, but what we yearn to be. Jose Ortega Y. Gasset. Purposes are frequently spiritual in nature. The best example here is Christ. His spiritual purpose was simple, as stated in John chapter 10, verse 10. I am come that you might have life, and that you might have it more abundantly. As we've read these superstars' biographies and autobiographies, here are their self-exposed purposes. Disney's purpose, to make people happy. Dr. R. Buckminster Fuller's purpose, humanity's comprehensive welfare on spaceship Earth. Henry Ford's purpose, to mass produce, mass distribute and have cars mass consumed. Andrew Carnegie, to manufacture and market steel. One purpose might be humanitarian. Mark was the commencement speaker recently at the graduation of life chiropractic college in atlanta georgia he met the oldest graduating doctor she was 72 he hugged her kissed her and said doctor before you came here to medical school what did you do until i was 65 she answered i was a nun and in my sisterhood retirement at that age was mandatory but why he persisted did you decide at that age to spend the next seven years becoming a doctor? She replied humbly, because I wasn't done, my purpose is to serve. She is now seeing 150 patients a day. We all need a purpose and we need to put it down in writing so that we are crystal clear about it. If you don't have a purpose, your first purpose is to get a purpose. We have a purpose too. It's to empower, educate, entertain and enlighten as many people as possible without sacrificing our personal integrity or freedom. Finding your purpose. To find your own purpose, our suggestion is that you go deep into yourself. Use meditation if you can. Go into the secret compartment of your mind and ask yourself, if I knew my life purpose, what would it be? Keep asking yourself and it will eventually unfold. Then you can easily write it down to help you here is a chart that shows a relationship of purpose to results. Purpose is equal to why. Goal is equal to what. Action strategy is equal to how. The why is our purpose. 
it determines the what which is our goals and our goals determine the how which are the actions and strategies we undertake to achieve the results we want once you have your statement of purpose your life will become more meaningful it could change your whole attitude a crystal clear statement of purpose that you act upon could mean the end of alcoholism drug abuse obesity sleeping too much a whole plethora of ills when you have a clear purpose you won't have time for negativity abundance if we don't have what we want it's because we haven't asked for it look around the world is filled with abundance ask for almost anything and you will receive it this chapter is in reality a time machine it can release you from the constraints of wanting but not having all you need to do is ask the crystal clear question and wait for your mind to make it happen so that's it with this chapter so actually what i did uh, while reading this chapter is i also stopped uh, in between when they spoke about uh, writing down too many goals i actually stopped and brought a diary that my friend had gifted me um and i wrote down goals in that and i wrote a lot of goals like uh, mark and jack uh, suggest in this book and i really think that it makes a lot of sense because it's true that different goals have different gestation periods uh, and i uh, personally have lots and lots of ideas and goals in my mind reading out this book is one of the ideas that i'm putting it into action so i hope you liked uh, my reading it out to you and I hope you also write down your goals.